It's impending doom. That's right. I think we're about 380 days now beyond needing, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve. And here we have Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, saying this, and I'm quoting here, I'm going to lose the script, and I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. But right now I'm scared. I know what it's like as a physician to stand in that patient room, gowned, gloved, masked, and shielded, and be the last person to touch someone else's loved ones because their loved ones couldn't be there. And then there's the big guy who said this today. Until this country is vaccinated, each of us has to do our part. We have an obligation, patriotic obligation. Wash your hands. Stay socially distanced. Wear a mask as recommended by the CDC and get vaccinated. Get your friends and family vaccinated when you can help. Now's not the time to let down. Now's not the time to celebrate. It is time to do what we do best as a country, our duty, our jobs, take care of one another and fight this to the finish. We can and will do this, but don't let up now. Don't let up now. Okay, thanks, Joe. So that's where we are after one year of this. Uh, We're all going to die if we don't wear two masks now. And uh, continue to stay six feet away from each other. Really, why would anybody ever listen to these people again? And when when are they going to go away? That's what I want to know. Meanwhile, in other news, mean Republicans in Georgia are willing to allow Democrats to die of thirst while waiting in line to vote. Can you believe that? And Major League Baseball should take the All-Star game out of Atlanta for that. We'll address that stupidity after the break. And coming up in the second half hour, former governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker. Remember him? He'll be here to talk about what he's doing to try to overcome the stupidity infecting college campuses in America. Stick around. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com That's windowsrus pittsburgh.com if you're a radio listener one thing i'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me so i'm sorry about the next 45 seconds but we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about one we've got a direct lender advantage our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender there's no middleman which means Our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. 
an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist Number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com LBOX. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com. Code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. There is a movement afoot to get Major League Baseball to take this year's All-Star Game out of Atlanta. And removing the All-Star Game from the schedule permanently would probably be a, be a good idea because it's been worthless for a long time. But that's another story. But, but this is about politics. Uh, liberals in the sports media are upset about new voting laws in Georgia, apparently. Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation is a former member of the Federal Election Commission, and he joins us now. Hans, thanks for coming on the show again. Always good to have you. Sure, thanks for having me. By the way, um, those same baseball players obviously need to start boycotting their own stadiums because if you check, most of them require a photo ID if you want to pick up tickets at their will call uh, windows i checked that with a couple of their stadiums that's hilarious i'm glad that's a great point uh i will make sure i point that out again so if they want to go they, they, they have to get that and uh, believe me if you're I, i've I covered sports for a long time uh if you're going to cover that game in the media you're you're not getting in without a you're not getting in without a press pass you know it's, it's right it's exactly <laughs> It's an ID. Oh, boy. Well, based on uh, my many years in working in the uh, in the sports media, I would bet that very few of the people who will be calling for this boycott uh, have the first clue about what's in the law. 
And I'd bet that this is mostly about not giving water to voters waiting in line. That would be the only thing they know about this. Uh, let's start with that. Um, that's what's that, that seems to be the, the, the item that's getting the most attention everywhere. Yeah, and, and it's an absurd thing. Let me, let me tell you what they did. Look, Georgia, just like other states, uh, prohibits electioneering or campaigning by candidates and party activists and political operatives um, within a certain distance. You can't do it inside a polling place. In Georgia, you can't do it within 150 feet of the building. You can't do it within 20 feet, 25 feet of the voters standing in line. And so what they simply did was add to that, to that particular statute that not only can you not electioneer, but you can't uh, give, offer to give, or participate in the giving of any money or gifts included but not limited to food and drink. The idea here is, is you don't want corruption, uh, corrupt influencing of voters who are waiting to vote by campaigns and others. I mean, the idea here is you, you don't want a campaign to be able to show up with a truck or a van filled with pizza and sodas <laughs> and start handing them all out to voters waiting in line, all of whom who are, are going to quickly realize, oh, well, they're getting all of this from this particular campaign and this particular candidate. And I would think most people would want to ensure that that kind of thing doesn't happen in polling places all across the country. And how pathetic are you if you if you can't bring a if you think you're going to have to wait in line long enough that you're going to be that thirsty that you can't bring a bottle of water with you? What's it cost a buck? Ah, but well, no, of course. And what they don't mention is that um, guess guess who uh, who can provide water to anybody waiting in line while the polling and election officials working in the polling place. That, that additional language is totally left out in all the condemnation that's going on in Georgia. So, um, and, and I, I have people uh, responding to me on Twitter and other places saying about, yeah, but, you know, you didn't have to wait six or seven hours in line. Uh, where you, you know, you, this is not a small thing. You, these people were waiting for six hours to vote. How, how common was that in this in the most recent two elections they had in Georgia? Uh, that's where people totally are waiting uncommon. six hours. That, that is such an exaggeration. People are constantly making that claim. A, a couple of years ago, it was probably the last, but look, a couple of years ago, um, MIT and Caltech actually did a survey on that, at that exact issue, and they found that the average wait time across the country was like 15 minutes to vote and that the longest wait time they could find was 45 minutes down in Miami. So this idea that there are all these people that wait, have to wait in line for six hours to vote, that, that is one of, those, that's one of those myths. Yeah, maybe it happens occasionally, but the idea this happens all the time, it's just, it's just not true. Yeah, um, I, I just, I, I, I'm telling you right now, Hans, I'm not waiting six hours to vote. I'm going home. I'm not doing it. I mean, I like to vote, and I think it's important. If if I'm waiting in line and I'm you know I see that I'm six miles from the uh, from the from the polling place and uh, you know I'm I'm looking at waiting there for six or seven hours I'm leaving I'm not staying there right. who would do that I, I don't know it's just dumb but uh, but anyway what what are some of the things that happened in Georgia last November uh, and in in January uh, that won't happen again because of this new law 
At least they hope won't happen well, again, I guess. Well, the biggest thing that they've done is a thing that's smart and that, that um, contrary to all these critics, American voters support. And it doesn't matter whether they're black or white or Hispanic or Republicans or Democrats. Americans think requiring an ID to vote is just a common sense requirement, particularly because they have to do it all the time. Heck, right now, if you want to get a vaccine, you have to show an ID. Anyway, so what Georgia did is, look, for 10 years, they've had a great uh, photo ID law for in-person voting. They've had no problems. They've had no uh, issues with anybody not being able to vote. They extended that to absentee ballots and they made it really easy you don't even have to send a photocopy of your uh id with your absentee ballot all they ask you to do is write in the serial number of your georgia's georgia driver's license or the free photo voter id card that the state will provide to anybody who wants one and doesn't already have a driver's license why is that a big deal and why is that jim crow that's a that's a crazy absurd claim yeah that i was just going to get to that uh, joe biden comparing it to jim crow laws is that just a sign of his ignorance uh, of what jim crow yes. laws actually were or just a blatant example of playing the race card which he can't help himself from doing Oh, I think it's playing the race card. And I'll tell you actually something funny about that. I, I've got this in a draft op-ed. I haven't published it yet, but I'll tell you. Um, look, the Georgia law also has an exception that says, look, if you don't have a, a photo ID and you haven't gotten a free photo ID that the state will give you, you can satisfy the ID requirement for absentee ballots by providing a photocopy of a utility bill, bank statement, paycheck, or government document with your name and address on it. Now, where do you think Georgia got that, the Georgia legislature got that language? They got it out of a federal law, uh, the Help America Vote Act passed in 2002, which has that exact requirement for people who register by mail. The first time they vote in a federal election, they got to produce a photocopy like that, whether it's in person or by mail. And who do you think, voted in favor of that requirement why senator joe biden formerly of delaware <laughs> this is just it, it's just so obvious and and what is the thing about the id that uh that that's the, is the issue that that people who want to portray this as being a uh, an attempt to suppress the vote what what is it about the id that they refuse to accept that first of all as you said i think i saw a poll said 75% of people uh, said they think there should be an ID, and there wasn't much difference right. between black and white. So why do they, first of all, how are they able to still get away with claiming that, and why won't they give it up? You know, they, give it, they, they don't give it up, even though we all know it's not true, because um, it's their way of opposing any kind of election reforms, and the media assists them in it. The media helps them out, not pointing out things like the fact that Georgia's already had a voter ID law in place for 10 years. And we have election turnout from election after election after election in Georgia that shows they didn't keep anybody from voting. Uh, but also, I got to tell you, I think there are folks on the left side of the political aisle who don't want an ID because it will make it much harder to cheat. Yeah, well, that's... yeah. <laughs> so... 
uh, do they? But they don't really believe that Democrat voters have a trouble have trouble getting an ID. Nobody really believes that, do they? Uh, or maybe they do. No, they that's what they stupid. claim. But but yeah, they they claim that. But deep down, they know it's it's not true. And isn't that an insult? Because it's always if it's yeah. not uh, said out loud, it's always uh, implied that it's as least uh, black voters are not capable of uh, coming up with an ID. If I were a black person, I think I'd be pretty insulted by that. Who doesn't have an ID? Oh, oh yeah. No, in fact, that attitude that you see by the left is patronizingly racist because they right. are, in essence, saying that minority voters simply aren't capable of dealing with an ID requirement, which, of course, is it's absolute hogwash um, and, and just isn't true. But that's the attitude of the left and the media about this. Yeah, and and uh, what about um, signature comparisons? That's an issue too. They're done everywhere. And how effective are they? It's something how easy that are they states, to cheat with, I guess. It's something that states ought to do, but frankly, they're easy to. Um, it's easy to cheat and get away with that. And the best example of that is uh, last fall, a, a columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal decided to test it, sent in nine absentee ballots with forged signatures. Eight of them sailed right through with election officials not detecting them. Yeah. Now, uh, and we're talking to Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation and a former member of the Federal Election Commission. So, Hans, if I'm working at uh, a polling place and I'm in charge of verifying signatures, um, what, what am I being paid to do that? And... Um, What's in, what's required of me? I mean, uh, what kind of expertise do I have? You know. Well, that's that's in fact you've just put your thumb on the other problem. Uh, you talk to any handwriting expert, and I actually did when I uh, when I worked at the Justice Department. They'll tell you it's more of an art than a science. It takes extensive training to do it. Something election officials don't have, and the average amount of time that an election official has a poll worker or someone else to look at a signature on an absentee ballot and compare it to the signature of the voter that pops up on their computer screen for the registration file is just a couple of seconds. So they really don't have the training and don't have the time to do it properly. So it's a meaningless exercise in most cases. Well, well, it, yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes if it's really crudely done, they can catch it. But other times, as that uh, Las Vegas Review-Journal experiment showed, Stuff gets right by them, and that's why you need to have an ID requirement for absentee ballots. Yeah. So, but I, I get, the reason I asked you how much they uh, they get paid are they volunteers doing that, or are they getting paid eight bucks an hour? I mean, who's who's? Oh no, they're who, election officials. They're they're getting paid, but remember, uh, most of the folks working in polling places and in counting rooms and stuff are people who are not full time election employees. They've just been hired for the day to uh, carry out this kind of work. Yeah, and uh, so I guess what I'm getting at is I'm trying to picture the person who's going to be uh, fastidious in their, in, their, in their approach to this job of checking signatures. Uh, you know, it's a kind of an important thing, but I, I just don't see the average person who's brought in for one day really being that dedicated to, you know, checking all the, 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 the signatures and make sure they're perfect. I, it's just... It just seems dumb to me. I don't know. I don't even know why they. It, what, what the what, what the purpose of the exercise? 
is, especially as you say, the guy from Las Vegas found out that it's obvious they don't even look at them. Right. Uh, look, it, it is a problem, um, and I think your, your your view of this is the correct one. But, uh, again, so Georgia law is just doing basic things that they ought to be doing, and it won't keep anybody from voting. And the idea that uh, requiring an ID to vote is the same as the threats, assaults, and intimidation in the 1920s that kept uh, black Americans from registering to vote or being able to vote, that is, that it is outrageous that anybody would make a claim like that. And you wrote about it. Uh, what is a predatory vote trafficker? Ah, see, that's the other thing that they don't, the left won't admit, but they don't like about the Georgia bill. It outlaws vote trafficking. And what that means is they specifically prohibit third party strangers. So, in other words, candidates political operatives, um, party activists from going, showing up at the front doors of voters and saying, hey, give us your ballot. We'll deliver it for you, which, of course, puts them in a position to change, alter, or maybe not deliver your ballot if they know that you have a history of voting for candidates of the other party. And how long have drop boxes been around, and why should the number of them be limited? Uh, you know, everybody's saying that this bill just eliminates drop boxes. Untrue. What Georgia has said is, look, drop boxes are something relatively new in most states. And what Georgia has said in this law is, look, you can have drop boxes, but you can only have them basically in government buildings where they are monitored, surveilled, and guarded to make sure that nobody is basically screwing around with the ballots in, in the ballot box. Well, what, Doesn't that make perfect sense? If, yeah, but what is, what, is it the, what is the complaint from the Democrats about that issue? What are they saying, that there, there need to be more, that, that it's unfair to yes. limit the yeah, number? Yeah. They, they want drop boxes on every corner. They want them all over the place, and um, uh, they don't care about them being gar- secured or guarded or anything like that. And 150 years ago, people voted. I'm pretty sure they didn't have photo IDs back then. I don't think they had drop boxes. Well, how did they get no. people to show up to vote back then? I mean, you had to actually travel a long distance maybe by, you know, riding a horse to get there. Uh, it seems like it's yeah, pretty easy to vote right now. It, it is easier to register and vote today than ever before in our entire history. Uh, but what all these critics... All they concentrate on is access. They don't care about security. And I'm sorry, but you have to have both access and security. You have to balance. You have to balance both. I have 30 seconds, uh, uh, Hans. What about uh, what they're going to do to Mark Zuckerberg, people like him? I only have 30 seconds. Ah, I'm sorry to give you that. This, no, the Georgia bill has a great provision in it that bans all private funding, uh, no election officials in the state can accept private funding from any uh, third persons or organizations. And that basically cuts out the Zuckerberg bucks that so uh, uh, influenced last year's election. Hey, Hans, always good to have you on. You cleared it up again, and I'll see you at the All-Star Game. Thanks. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> I see you. That's Hans von Spakowski. 
Heritage Foundation. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Prosecutors at the trial of Derek Chauvin played a video showing the former Minneapolis police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck for 9 minutes, 29 seconds. Chauvin's trial began with prosecutor Jerry Blackwell telling jurors that Chauvin didn't let up, he didn't get up, after Floyd said he couldn't breathe and went motionless. The defense says it'll show that Chauvin revealed or reacted exactly as he was trained. The Biden administration extending a federal moratorium on evictions of tenants who've fallen behind on rent during the pandemic. That moratorium is extended through the end of June. It had been scheduled to expire on Wednesday. On Wall Street, stocks finishing mixed today. The Dow gained 98 points. The Nasdaq dropped 79 and the S&P 500 lost three. This is SRN News. Switch wireless carrier now has stronger expanded coverage. Patriot Mobile. Not only that, but they're committed to support conservative values instead of the companies that don't like Planned Parenthood and other liberal causes. Right now, they're offering new expanded coverage choices that blanket America. Yes, it's true. And here's more reasons to switch. They're the only Christian conservative wireless service provider in America. Now rated number one in customer satisfaction of all wireless companies. Companies. And when you talk to their U.S.-based customer service team, you get real answers. Again, new expanded coverage on dependable nationwide 4G LTE networks. Switch and support today with every call. Sanctity of life, discounts for first responders and veterans, support for the First and Second Amendment. Call 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. That's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. Patriot Mobile, the country's only Christian conservative wireless provider. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. All right, Hugh Hewitt, on the next Hugh Hewitt Show, the retired Archbishop of Philadelphia, Archbishop Charles Chaput, is joining me. He has a brand new book out, Things Worth Dying For, Thoughts on a Life Worth Living. He's probably the most respected American Catholic prelate in the United States. This book is a must-read, Archbishop Chaput, on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250, The Answer. My name is Namrita Singhujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the channel. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at SalemNow.com. These days, physical distance can keep us safe and healthy, but emotional distance can strain relationships, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. If substance abuse or addiction is creating a barrier between you and your child, you may feel alone and you may not know where to turn. But we're here to help you and your family. 
Partnership to End Addiction offers free resources, guidance, and support. Just a click away. To end addiction, start with connection. To learn more, reach out to us at drugfree.org. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Seeing delays all over on the outbound Parkway East. That looks the busiest. It's pretty solid. Bates Street out to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, some pockets of volume into the tunnel. On the outbound side of 51, it's slowing down from Midwood Avenue to Library Road. Parkway West, also heavy inbound Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Steubenville Pike and Moon Township look out for an accident at Old Steubenville Pike. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see clear skies for tonight with a low of 35. Partly sunny tomorrow. It'll be breezy and mild. Tomorrow's high, 71. Tomorrow night will be mild with increasing cloudiness. We'll see a late night shower in spots. Tomorrow night, expect a low of 51. Wednesday will be cloudy with a little rain. Wednesday, we'll see a high of 55. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. We spent a lot of time on this show talking about the mind-numbing stupidity that can be found on college campuses these days. And it's not just stupid, it's dangerous, by the way, and could have long-term negative effect on the country. Scott Walker is the former governor of Wisconsin. He's a former presidential candidate. He's now president of Young America's Foundation, and he plans to do something about it. Governor, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So what is Young America's Foundation? Yeah, YAF is basically easily stated this. Uh, we train the next generation of freedom fighters. We've been doing it since William F. Buckley, Ronald Reagan, and now we're stepping it up with the long game. So it's not new. No, it's been around for a while. It started in the 1960s at Buckley's home. The idea then being that the left was taking over our college campuses even then. The only difference is back then it was left-wing professors. Today it's just flat-out cancel culture. But Reagan was one of the earliest leaders. We're active on 2,000-some campuses across the country supporting conservatives. But as I just came in this a month ago and, and, and looked at what we're doing, which is fabulous, but said it's still not enough. The left is kicking our butts as conservatives on campus, in culture, increasingly even in communications with the censorship from big tech. And uh, we can't just have a battle or win the battle of the day, I should say. we got to have a plan to win the war for the heart and soul of this great republic. And that's exactly what the long game is all about. Yeah, the, the indoctrination, as you said, has been going on for a long time. And there is no quick fix. And I'm guessing that's why you are calling this ever the, the long game. It is a long game, isn't it? Right. It'll take, uh, you know, Saul Linsky and others started in the 60s. They've been at it for some time. They've seen it accelerate the last few years. But this is going to take more than just a news cycle, probably even more than just a, a presidential cycle. But, And I'm not saying by no means are we not going to be embattled in, in, in the efforts to fix things right now. We're, we're uh, in courts in many cases around the country trying to stand up for free speech rights. And we've won. We, we won at UC Berkeley, uh, as amazing as that is, in California and at the University of California, Berkeley, because the Constitution is on our side. But we shouldn't have to be fighting those fights. The Constitution guarantees free speech. It should be revered on college campuses, but sadly, today that's where it's most at risk. And it's not just 
administrators banning speeches. It's not just left-wing professors giving crap to conservative students. It's activists on campus, many of whom are students, who will just alienate and marginalize and try and cancel out the views of anyone who's remotely right of center. And uh, we have to push back on that because that is what's turning the tide in America, and we need to reverse it. And the good news is we can. Our ideas, when exposed, particularly young minds, when because they work, that's why the left wants to cancel us. That's why the long game is so important, not just for the moment, but really for generations to come. Well, if you were to announce a visit to a college campus today, there would probably, I'm talking about you personally, uh, because, you know, you're a conservative and a well-known uh, political figure. If, if you were, announce, uh, were to announce a visit to a campus today, there'd probably be protests and demands for uh, places to hide for the students, you know, safe places. Uh, they'd be made to feel unsafe just by your presence on the campus. So how do you overcome that? I mean, you got to get in well, there again, first. This goes, you got you got to win both the uh, you got to win both in the court of law if need be to, to to force the issue to get organized, have speeches and others. But then you got to win in the court of public opinion, and this is where it's going to take again with all this in the long game plan. Which, by the way, people can get at yaf dot org slash long game. We'll send you absolutely free our twelve point plan. But it's one of those where we've got the better message. We can get it out. The left, the radicals on the left, want to systematically pit one group of Americans versus another. We've seen it in the, in the last few weeks. Our message is quite the opposite. Our message is one size fits all in the sense that we offer freedom and opportunity for everyone, young or old, black or white, rich or poor, doesn't matter who you are. We want everyone to live their piece of the American dream. And to the extent that we can get that message out, the left comes on campuses and tries to say, oh, those conservatives are divisive and they're this or they're that. You know, they're Neanderthal, Nathanerals, they're, they're racist, they're transphobic, they're sexist, whatever it might be, when in fact the opposite is true. We don't distinguish amongst groups. We just believe in freedom and we believe in opportunity and we believe it's worth fighting for. And we're talking to Scott Walker. He's former governor of Wisconsin and now president of the Young America's Foundation, of Young America's Foundation, YAF. Um, so this isn't just about colleges, though. Uh, the kids are indoctrinated long before they get there. How do you fix that? Yeah, we've already started in high school. I want to go into junior high, and we're needed. I want to go even into elementary school. Let me give you a good example. So we have this tip line. We expose things all the time. Much of it's on college campuses. But we found one of the tips just a few months ago was in Ames, Iowa, of all places. So not San Francisco, not New York City. One of the college students gave us a tip, went in there and found that BLM, the organization led by self-admitted Marxists, mm -hmm. were coming into this public government-run school district, and they were uh, pushing this BLM Week of Action, which had next to nothing to do with black history. It was everything to do with liberal indoctrination, even starting as early as kindergarten and preschool, where they were giving out coloring pages where kids could choose their gender whether they wanted to be boys or girls or somewhere in between. That's fundamentally wrong. That is exactly how early and aggressively they're starting. We have to counter it. So one of our action plan points is to actually help elementary school parents uh, and the students, but the parents in particular with materials to counter this and particularly to counter all the efforts that teach kids to hate America. You know, the 1619 Project, all this other nonsense. No, America is a great country. Our founders are patriots. Our founding principles are still applicable today, and our Judeo-Christian values matter. 
And those are the sorts of things that we're countering with aggressively to take this country back in the right direction. Uh, how, uh, just based on your experience with this, um, how aware do you think parents are, not only at, uh, what, with what's going on when they send their kids away to a college and what's, what's being taught there, but how aware are parents of what's being taught to their fourth and fifth graders? Um, are they aware enough? Uh, generally speaking, no. do you think? No, 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 not not even remotely close. The, one of the few silver linings, and there haven't been many, but one of the few silver linings of the pandemic, global pandemic this past year, has been the wake-up call for many parents for two reasons. One, those who've seen their kids' curriculum and wonder, what the heck are they teaching and why wasn't I paying attention sooner and are pushing back, either taking their kids out of government-run schools and putting them in private schools through programs like I sign vouchers in Wisconsin, or just getting involved, running for school board, pushing back in the curriculum. And the other big thing that I, I don't think we can underestimate this impact is particularly for students and families where the parents are both blue-collar workers who had to show up for work every day. They didn't have the ability to sit at home while the kids were on Zoom. And so they've seen what the left has tried to do to them and their families. They've seen how hard it has been uh, to be able to show up to, to both parents having to work, uh, to pay the mortgage, to pay the bills. And I think there's a tremendous opportunity to put, you know, point out, particularly to those children as they get older, to point out that it was the liberals were the ones who wanted to shut things down and, and make it almost impossible for their family to get by. Those of us who were conservatives and freedom-loving Sure, we treated the pandemic seriously. We we weren't uh, you know ridiculous about the health sides of this, but we knew you could be both be cautious and keep our schools and our economy open. And I think that's going to be a real eye opener for generations to come, particularly amongst blue collar families. Yeah, and uh, I just had a, a someone on last Friday on the show. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of what they did in West Virginia. They they have um, education savings accounts where every uh, student gets about $4,600 now that they, the parents can use for whatever they want. Um, and uh, it's, it's a big, big deal down in West Virginia, right down the road from where I'm sitting here. Um, I, and I, I've, I've just, over the years, I, 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 one of the problems I have with Republicans is that they talk a better game on school choice than they walk. Uh, it doesn't, it, they seem to get close, but it just... You have you know people trying it, and there's there's some programs that work, but on a mass scale, it just has never happened. And is that is that is that going to have to take place for this all to work? It has to, absolutely. And I'll tell you why it happened is because you know, oftentimes and this was true in Wisconsin before I was governor. Uh, Republicans often are okay with it if you only do it to the biggest, most out of control school district in the state. In our case, it was Milwaukee where everyone knew it was a mess. But when you expand it elsewhere, suddenly they buy into this baloney that parents sometimes do that every other school is great when it's not. Uh, there are some good government-run schools, but, but not as many as most people think. And so we did, and I ultimately signed a bill that I pushed for uh, that expanded uh, school choice vouchers so parents can make the choice, take the voucher, go anywhere they want statewide. Uh, but it took a lot of pushing and pulling to get that done, and I think that's the challenge we have in other states is they're okay if it's in that big district. You know, if it's in Philly, uh, but don't touch the rest of the state. If it's in mm -hmm. New York, but not the rest of the state, we need to realize that I hope 
this year showed us again with the shutdown. It, it's an easy case, I think, to make the parents, regardless of whether it's between government run and private, just wouldn't it be nice if every parent had we divided up all the money we spent on education and gave a parent a fixed amount and said, you decide in the future whether you wanted your kid to go to school in person or you rather than be virtual, whether it's private or government run. I think parents get that, understand that now more than ever before. Now's the time to push on that. We're talking to Scott Walker, former governor of Wisconsin, and he's now president of Young America's Foundation. Uh, what's the uh, website again? Young America, yaf.org? Yeah, yaf.org, yaf.org slash long game. We'll send you absolutely free a copy of our 12-point action plan. And if you got students are listening or parents or grandparents or just concerned citizens who know students, go there, sign up, help us get them to our conferences, help them get involved in their events, help give them the support they need in school and on campus and as parents, and help us support our efforts going forward. This is, this is the make-or-break moment. Ronald Reagan rightfully said freedom's only one generation away from extinction. We have to fight for it and defend it and pass it on to the next generation to do exactly the same thing. That's the long game. That's why we need your help. On, on college campuses, you're dealing with faculties that are at least uh, 90% liberal, and they have tenure. Um, how do you get more conservative teachers on college faculties? And, and are there people out there even, are there enough people out there who want to become teachers who are conservative? <laughs> Uh, yes, but like all this, none of it's easy. In the big scheme of things, and this is a, a really a longer-term thing to do state by state, but what I did in Wisconsin is got, by changing collective bargaining, got rid of tenure and uh, seniority, and now schools and other entities across the state can staff based on merit and pay based on performance. That means they can put the best and the brightest in the classroom. So that's a, a big, bold, long-term policy reform. But in, before any of that happens in other states, uh, yes, you can push back. Part of it means just continually drawing attention to this and pushing not just administrators, but in many cases, lawmakers, and if there's a favorable governor, to push on the Board of Regents to say, hey, let's have some, you know, you talk about diversity. How about some thought diversity? Uh, let's push back on that. And per your final part of your question, yeah, that's another part of our, our long game effort is to support uh, professors and teachers not only who are conservative, but many of whom just want to be objective. They just want to teach the truth. They don't buy into all this other nonsense. They're not even advocating a position politically. They just want to be fair. Uh, we win if teachers and professors are fair. And so part of our effort here is to support them and then to go out with people like we've got a program we're doing with Art Laffer, the great Art Laffer, who was a Reagan uh, economic aide and who Donald Trump gave the Medal of Freedom to, we're going to be doing a program with him to help train um, would-be professors in just basic fundamentals and things like economics. Because if we get them the facts and they can speak them objectively, we win. And um, as getting back to the college campuses um, and YAF, you want to you open chapters uh, on campuses where that doesn't exist now. What kind of a pushback are you going to get from that? And how do you how do you fight that? We are just yeah, just like the speakers. But again, we're going to invoke First Amendment rights. Uh, our, our students have a right to speak out, just like speakers do as well. We've done it on on more than two thousand campuses, but there's over four thousand nationwide. Our plan is to aggressively 
uh, not just to do on our own, but to work with other groups, to work with Students for Life, to work with college Republicans. I was just at a statewide convention the other day for one of the college Republican chapters talking about how while we're not a political entity, we share those same core beliefs. We can work together on this. We will work with any group and any organization that shares our belief in freedom and opportunity for all. And we can do that. And again, it doesn't have to be not all pride of ownership. We don't have to have all those be exclusively our chapters. We'll work with any conservative organization to bring together conservative voices, conservative opportunities for students and speakers and educators on campuses, every campus across America. And you're fighting something that the liberals uh, who are already ensconced on college campuses and at high schools, you're fighting something that they don't have to fight, and that's the media. Uh, how, do you, <laughs> how do you get the media to get your message out there? When they're, It's a message well, they don't want to yeah. get out, most of them. You're right. Well, we've got to use new forms instead of just throwing our hands up. For example, one of the things we did this year during the pandemic is extensive research, polling and other forms of research on high school and college students, you know, because we weren't out there talking to them on, because many of these campuses were shut down. One of the most important things we found is the number one way young people get their information is not from Twitter or Instagram. They Many do, but but it's from um, YouTube. And what we saw is a massive increase of people subscribing and following YAF TV, which is our uh, YAF TV, which is our YouTube channel. And that's because we put content up. We take some of the best speakers we've had over the years, Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Alicia Krauss, Katie Pavlich, all, all these great names of folks who've spoke for us on campuses, put them up on YouTube not just for the speeches, but the part that our students and oftentimes conservative all ages like the most is they love listening to our speakers take questions from some of the most radical liberals because they want to hear how they respond because they want to be able to do it themselves. I've had not only students tell me, but parents, moms and dads who say, this is so great. I love hearing this because I get crap from my uncle. I get crap from my brother. I get crap from my coworker. I get half crap from my neighbor. I want to hear how to respond to it. And that's definitely what students do. So we've got this uh, YouTube site. Uh, we've had tremendous growth. Our long game plan gets us to over 5 million subscribers and over 1 billion. That's billion with a B, over 1 billion views on YouTube because that's your way to get around the media is, is much like Donald Trump did on, on Twitter. In our case, it's on YouTube. Go right to where young people are at, and overwhelmingly that's on YouTube. Governor Scott Walker, I'm out of time. It's yaf.org slash longgame, correct? Absolutely. Thanks for having me hey, on. I appreciate you coming freedom, on. And please join us in the cause. I, I appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate the fight. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Okay. We'll be right back. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. 
Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Spring is in full swing, and there's no better time to freshen up your home than right now. Blinds.com is giving you up to 35% off everything site-wide as a warm welcome to a new season. Blinds.com makes it so convenient to order online with free shipping and a guaranteed perfect fit for your windows. Whether you DIY or have them handle the install from start to finish, you really can't get it wrong. Next time you open your windows to let in that warm spring breeze, you'll love the views when you have brand new custom window treatments to enjoy. Whether you're looking for high-performance solar and roller shades, the classic silhouette of a Roman shade, or want to enhance your home with the warm textures of bamboo shades, Blinds.com will help you get a stunning new look this season. Visit Blinds.com right now to shop their new deals perfect for your spring home refresh with up to 35% off everything from blinds, shades, interior shutters, and even outdoor shades. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So it will be interesting to see um, the sports media, most of whom are liberal, Good guys that I knew, but and friends of mine, I think, and uh, but liberal, most of them, either liberal or um, uninformed voters who pay only enough attention to be dangerous. That's what I found. Um, I was kind of a sports junkie all my life, so I paid. That's what made me dangerous because I paid more attention to this stuff than most people in the sports media did. So when stuff like this came up, I tend. I tended to have a different opinion about this stuff than they did, and I did get the impression that they were just kind of going with the flow and, as I said, investigated enough to be dangerous. And I think that'll be the case with this uh, issue with the uh, Major League Baseball game in Atlanta. I would bet that it's that movement is going to grow. Uh, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think I don't think Major League Baseball can take the game out of Atlanta. There's too much money involved. There's not enough time to switch it. So I think I don't think it'll change. But um, just be be prepared to see more and more media, sports media people, uh, claiming that uh, the game should be taken out of Georgia. And uh, as Governor Walker said, the best uh, the be- or as uh, Han said, the, bo- the best point was that uh, they're going to need a photo ID to get into the game if they want to cover it. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.